this is PS You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love, hate, hate to love. And I'm your host, Shelby, and I'm here with special guest, friend of the podcast, back again. It's Mary! Yo, yo! What is me? <laughs> I yelled. It's, uh... <laughs> Perfect. Um, Marin, if you don't know, is my sister-in-law. She gave her expert opinion on Lion King a couple yes. years ago. And yes, Beyonce. Was yeah, really <laughs> blinded a little bit blinded by Beyonce um, when it came to that movie, at least. Um, and now we have another live action we get to discuss as we go into this episode on the 2023 Academy Awards. Yes. P- pause for applause. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These are just the facts of the matter. Marin doesn't yeah. need to verify them. Um. <laughs> But Marin, you wanted to do this with me. Uh, you're in the industry, as you might say. Is that in, is that oh, correct? I'm in the yeah. I mean, you are the industry. <laughs> I am. That's me. She is the moment. She's yeah. Uh, yeah. So I am a film major. I'm graduating this May. You know this. Our audience yes. may not. Um, yeah. No. You can send all graduation <laughs> gifts to PO Box number. Just kidding. <laughs> um but yeah I I do some post-production and I do some makeup on sets um yeah so going into this Oscars race obviously Matt and I have been talking about it blah 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 did you have how are your feelings about the nominations first of all and like who are you rooting for most as the night began I think I think it's pretty clear um that like everything everywhere all at once is just like a phenomenal movie yeah. And you guys talk about this a lot. I'm a long-time listener as well. <laughs> I listen to you guys. Um, I think the biggest thing for me that kind of frustrated me a little bit before yeah. about the nominations was the whole Andrew Riseborough thing was kind of weird. Mm, and yeah. I know Jimmy like mentioned that, and we'll probably get back to that later. <laughs> but um, And then the thing, it really... It really upset me that everything ever wasn't nominated for makeup and hairstyling. That um, was weird because it, it got re- costume. It like was nominated for costumes, but not yeah. makeup. It wasn't even on the short list because when the short oh, list really? came out, it wasn't even on it. As I remember, I could be yeah. wrong, but I'm pretty sure. And I just remember being so struck by those makeup looks and they were so cool. And so that was probably the biggest thing like before yeah. the nominations that kind of or before the the show yeah that kind of but otherwise I'm like yeah I I'm I'm love movies <laughs> but I uh Caveat. I have a hard time watching them sometimes <laughs> when I'm not in theaters <laughs> okay, okay I have a really bad attention span mm, yes yeah, and yeah. I like when I do watch them, and I also have to be in the right mindset, and I really haven't been just because, like, I am in my last semester of school. Yeah. So I've watched, um, I've watched some of the nominees. Some? I won't, I won't <laughs> say I watched all of them. Like we're talking, you haven't even seen all ten best picture noms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my she, credibility as a podcast host is a question of, but. I see. I made a list, and then 
<laughs> okay, well, I, I know you saw. I know you saw everything everywhere. Yes, I know you saw the Fablements and hated it. Okay, that's strong. <laughs> I you despised it with a passion. Told me I was dumb for even that, enjoying that it for a single not minute. Anything that's not close to the truth. I'm pretty sure you saw the Banshees. Um, actually. <laughs> oh, okay, no. wait. Let me just go for it. I've seen. Okay. I think of the top ten, I've only seen four. <laughs> So I saw everything everywhere. I saw Elvis. I saw the Fablemans, and I saw Top Gun. Wow, that truly occurs to. Oh, and I saw. Oh, I saw Avatar. Avatar wasn't the thing, right? That's five. Of course. Wow, look at you. Half. You know that's not bad. And (laughs) and you are in the industry enough because, as we saw from the anonymous, like voter panels a lot of these douchebags didn't even watch the movies they were voting for so (laughs) you're in good company (laughs) yep that's why i did it i was just modeling myself (laughs) off of them you can still have an opinion on movies you haven't seen that's just a fact of life i don't really have like tons i listen to a lot of other i you guys not you guys what one person no yeah please talk Um, to her shelby (laughs) i i am at work for 36 hours a week and Ugh, I yeah. am alone working the whole time. Mm. And so I just put headphones in. I so, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so I have you catch for the essence, you know? Yeah, I have I have the essence of a lot of them. Yeah. You're aware so. of the, com- the, the conversation, this, the social zeitgeist of the day. Precisely, precisely. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, that's that's interesting. I feel like that will color some of our conversations around these wins. But all in all, I feel like... Heading into the Oscars this year, it wasn't necessarily, oh my gosh, who's going to win? It's more like, is is the Academy going to be too racist to give what the awards to who deserves it? Like, it was a pretty clear, um, proven, like, uh, expected slot of winners, I feel like. Going into it, everyone was like, everything, everywhere, all at once. Obviously, the actors had picked up a lot of other awards throughout the season, um, so they were favorites to win. There was a toss-up around the Best Supporting Actress when you had um, Angela Bassett versus Jamie Lee Curtis versus Stephanie Hu. And so it was like, there were some question marks, but as far as the big awards went it was sort of like everything everywhere all at once is to lose it yeah did that make the oscars more fun to watch or kind of more boring do you think um um i don't know well something that surprised me is i mean i feel like the oscars is interesting because Mm -hmm. i think that they often do i'm sure we'll touch on this more as we go award to award but I feel like they often do like this person should win it or should have won something yeah (laughs) kind of vibe and so like for me I was like very interested in what kind of uh route they would go in this year I guess like everything everywhere is so new so fresh so everything like there and there are older actors in it obviously Michelle has been in the industry for a long time and Jamie Lee as well and like old um like what's the word seasoned actresses yeah um and actors and stuff but there's also like 
like the Daniels are brand new Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and they like, so I was just, that was something that interested me a little bit more than I would say just like the conversation. Cause I always feel there's like, there's a front runner every year. And, um, but it like never, it doesn't like La La Land year. I feel like we all (laughs) knew La La Land was going to win a bunch of stuff. And it didn't. It won like seven. (laughs) Wasn't that the year where it was like they got best picture, but then it was the wrong envelope? Yes, but I'm talking about just like in general, (laughs) we knew it was like a front runner and it was like something that like had a lot of like things. Because it won, it was nominated for like 13 or 14, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it won like half of them. Yeah. And Everything Everywhere won seven as well last time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I think that's interesting. I mean, every year we have a front runner, like I said. Um, but like director, for example, like that, mm, I was yeah. kind of toss up. Angela Bassett versus Jamie Lee and Stephanie Shu, toss up. Yeah. And then there was another one. Brendan Fraser versus Austin Butler. Yeah. So I that was an interesting thing. And it, it made it made it more I mean, I just enjoy the Oscars as yeah. a whole. Yeah. So it it was like interesting it held my attention it always yeah. does so i feel like I that too because and maybe it's just because i liked the front runner you know whereas some yeah. year where it's like i don't remember where it's like something unbelievable starts sweeping things like green book or bohemian rhapsody and you're like what are we doing here like ill i feel like time. this was validating in a way that a lot of people who've been asking for more diversity who's been asking to see like the the fruits of this labor to get the um, voting body more diverse and younger and whatever, it was nice to be able to see that actually pay off in ways that matched the enthusiasm for these films instead of like this sort of pretentious, um, no, we're going to do it our way. And it's like, we love a good biopic. We love a historical drama. Like there's no room for anything quirky or weird or remotely sexual. Like, you know, it's, so it was nice to see them actually do a good job. Obviously, not a perfect one. I think I will forever be salty around the Woman King and um, Gina Prince by the Wood. And honestly, <laughs> a lot of even just like the yeah, the representation both for um, people of color, women, like it still is a struggle. But I was it was validating to read those horrific um, blind items and then see, well, at least that's not the majority because the majority still knew that it was worth voting for Michelle. It still knew everything everywhere was weird, but that was something to be celebrated. And so I was pleasantly surprised, um, especially because like you said, everything everywhere like swept the awards and I thought there'd be more of these like breakdown to celebrate those more Oscar Beatty things like Tar, like um Banshees of Inishirin was a huge front runner in a lot of circles. And that walked away with like so many movies walked away with nothing, which I think was a surprise because it really was split down the middle for all quiet on the Western front and everything everywhere all at once. Which yeah, very I think different that's, movies. <laughs> yeah, they are very different. I think I think it's I think it's very helpful too. And I I really appreciate knowing that like more diversity and more women stuff will like it's it's just very it was a very hopeful Oscars for me not yeah. that I think I will ever get an Oscar no, please cut that part that. out no. but um <laughs> uh I mean like it's just hopeful for me to know that I might 
one day have a place in the industry, which yeah. would be awesome. Well, and so many of the speeches were like, this matters. And I think so many people want to roll their eyes at that and be like, oh, this is so dumb. This is like a 1% of a 1%. Like, it doesn't matter. But it's like, it does have this trickle down effect where it's like, not everyone's going to be Michelle Yeoh, but there are these, you know, makeup designers, costume designers, editors, like getting their chances at these awards. And that's always exciting to see them be more diverse and realistic to society at large and not just old white dudes. Yeah. It was it was great to see. I did love that. Anyway, speaking of old white dudes though, how did you like is so Jimmy Kimmel hosted for like the upteenth time. Um and we it was about, you know, we've had a couple years of this big production style. We had a host last year, right? Hold or on. Are we still doing the no host thing? What one la- what one best picture last year? It was uh, why am I forgetting? This is embarrassing. <laughs> You're in the industry. You should know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is very... Oh, Coda. Oh, Coda yeah. Cute. Uh, cute. We did have a host? Wait. No, I don't remember. I no, it was, no the, it was Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes doing oh. the sort of not host slash host um, yeah. duties, which was not good but it's fine um they should have just given it to regina hall but great (laughs) Great representation for amy's humor i'm like Um, i don't remember anything but the slap last year (laughs) sorry Uh. but how was this year usually we talk about kind of the vibe the the shticks the yeah um i actually really really enjoyed the beginning montage that they had uh like them making movies behind the scenes of all the like movies that were being made I thought it was really fun oh my gosh Um, I realized I didn't see that part because I was on the wrong channel and I didn't realize it until like 704 oh no (laughs) so mine just started when Jimmy Kimmel parachuted onto the stage and I was like oh I need to be sure to go back and watch the opening bit but here we are did you ever rewatch it (laughs) I forgot completely. That's so funny. Okay. Well, basically, they just had, like, a a montage that was pretty – I mean, that was fun. That was just, like, behind-the-scenes stuff of, like, the movies. And I thought it was just – I don't know. I thought it was fun. Um, (laughs) I thought it was – yeah, I thought it was great. But once Jimmy, like, got in the montage, because at the end they do, like, Mm -hmm. a Top Gun bit. Oh, okay. Um, that he's like in the plane and then he like mm. lands into the like yeah. uh Dol- Dolby Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that kind of threw me. I just mm. kind of wanted it to be. I I want it. It makes me sound so pretentious and annoying, but I want it to be the love of movies that propels it forward and not just yeah. the spectacle of like the celebrity. Yeah. Um. I'm such a boring celebrity, too. It's like, I can't feign excitement for Jimmy Kimmel anymore at this point. Like, I just, I feel like he's not even bringing the energy anymore. He's, like, phoning it in. And I, it's just, he, he was giving me nothing. (laughs) I, I generally like Kimmel, like, on his show. Okay, Um, And my parents really like him because they think he's (laughs) funny and cutting. My apologies um, to your family. It's okay. Our family. Our family, please. yes. Please. <laughs> um, no, they they like him. I think they like him. I think there might be one of 
it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> Better than Fallon, but honestly. Yeah, my my dad really likes him. I think he really likes Guillermo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, like, when the Guillermo del Toro joke came up, yeah. I was fully expecting Guillermo. Obviously, that's a joke. Yeah. But my dad was like, he got you. And he got so excited when he saw Guillermo <laughs> on the screen. It was so funny. Anyway, um, but I do like Kimmel generally. I think that I think that the intro was kind of I mean, monologues are hard. Yeah. They are <laughs> for me sometimes. Cause I'm just like, please get to like the actual thing or make I don't know, punch your jokes. It's hard also because the actors or like the people who are in if they don't have good reactions, yeah, it's hard to like. Yeah, he has to cater to them, and that means you know the Ricky Gervais style of slapping around these rich folk doesn't work in that room, in that space, and that's fine. But I also just I cannot stand low hanging fruit, and the lowest hanging fruit of the year is the Will Smith jokes, and I just felt like they were so boring half-baked and just like uninteresting to me that's valid the only part of that i liked is that they showed both pedro yeah pascal and andrew garfield in that segment so like what am i supposed to do i'm just a woman (laughs) you know you know one joke fine but he kept bringing it up i don't remember what it was but it it was was just like so many and I think his best joke from the monologue was the Nicole Kidman AMC one. Yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh. It was good. <laughs> Nicole Kidman, there's something so, like, she seems, like, I don't know if she's in on the joke, but she seems like she's not too egotistical, you know? Like, it's not like she's mad at the joke. Yeah. But there's I, something, like, semi-removed about her where I'm like, are you getting it? I don't know. <laughs> I just that AMC thing is so funny. I saw it for the first time this week because I, I go to a Regal theater. Oh. And so I've yeah. never like seen it. And I I guess I was expecting something more like punchy, but she's really just like talking quietly. At exactly. <laughs> I thought there'd be music building in the background or like nah. something powerful, but it was just like a badly written monologue that was like really cheesy. <laughs> But not intentionally. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> but, She's so um, serious. Yeah, I think the only other time that I really remember Jimmy was there was the room tone joke. That made me laugh. But otherwise, I didn't really register Wait, him. what's the room tone joke? When he was holding the boom mic. And he was like, everyone oh. shut up. I need to room tone. <laughs> That went over my head, I think. So. Oh. You, you had to want... be in the industry. So. Yeah, well... <laughs> It's just room tone is just when everyone on set's quiet so that they can fill it with noise, fill like empty silences with noise, but like not have it be like silent, silent, so it like hurts your ears, you know. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get it. The more you know, honestly, I I remember the bit, and I was like, I don't know, this is feeding into something about sound mixing, or you know. So thank you for the added context. (laughs) It made me laugh. I. I was like, lol. I, I might have held that I was on a set like the weekend before and we were laughing during room tone. But anyway, well, so you can cut you, that part did out. Did you appreciate? Absolutely not. This is important to our listeners. I too, I feel like they too will want to know what was happening there. Um, 
And you know that that's the thing that made you laugh. I I think proves my point that he was just like white toast throughout this throughout the thing. Like anyone could have done that. I feel it's true. I think I I don't know what I want, but I feel like if you're gonna go for charisma and just charm, he's not the right guy. And if you're going to go for belly laughs and like uh, you know self abasing humor, then like he's also not the guy. So it's just kind of like. They just wanted someone safe. They just had a big drama last year with Chris Rock. <laughs> bitch slapped on air. And <laughs> I just think they were like, oh, let's get this guy. He can That's... do it in his sleep. And he did it. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Did no, I do think discourse? that it was really, I think it was very safe. I really yeah. do. Like, that's all it really was. Yeah. So. I honestly don't even remember the bits like, from presenters like he made a big deal about wanting to get through things quickly and I did feel like this the show did move fairly quicker than I'm used to like there wasn't necessarily a middle extended bit there were musical performances for all the uh, original song nominees but other than that like I don't remember any funny pairings or like especially comedic like presentations and I wonder um, if that was intentional to just keep things going. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the presenters, like, I don't know. Something Something that was interesting is I was on, like, TikTok the other <laughs> week after the SAG Awards. Oh. Uh, and someone was mentioning, like, how the SAGs really do it a little bit differently. And they, like, pair up presenters. Um, and they, like, somehow have this magic in pairing up their presenters. Because a lot of mm. them were just, like, super interesting to watch together. And people we wouldn't generally, like, see together. Like, they paired, like, Aubrey Plaza and Jenna Ortega together. And it was just, like, it made me laugh. I thought it was fun. And they had, like, other presenters that were fun to see. I think Zendaya and Paul Mescal, Mm. which is just, like, that's what the people want. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I just, they mentioned that they they thought that, like, a lot of other award shows just, like, don't have that for some reason. And I think that that's, like, especially apparent. Yeah, from, like the Oscars because I, it wasn't a lot of like electricity. I feel like yeah, presenters. It's always like co-stars like Emily Blunt and The Rock or like past winners, which is a nice you know touch to have them pass the baton, so to speak. But um, yeah, or it's like comedians who are just getting off on each other. Like now that know. you mentioned that, I do remember. Well, first of all, I forgot that Emily Blunt and The Rock were in a movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you blocked it from your memory? I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. relive that. Uh, <laughs> You're like sitting but, there remember the flashes of the the jungle crews are coming back to you like, oh my I was gosh. so confused in that movie. <laughs> it's okay. I can move on. I, did, I mean, like... I do like watching celebrities just like interact. Yes. So like it was like fun enough, but I you're you're right. I don't think there were any real bits except for maybe the um there was a bit with Elizabeth Banks and the the band. Oh yeah. Um yeah, poor Elizabeth Banks. They should have scrapped that. She could not get through. Her yeah, stuff. I was like, why? Oh, I she are you like, okay? lost her voice. <laughs> That's Pretty like sad. all I remember though. <laughs> and I think they had like little montages of like didn't I don't know why cuz I know they I remember before editing they had like two people on like someone editing 
on a computer and someone editing on like uh an old older editor the cut one that I don't know the name of oh I don't know I it was just like in the background and so that was oh, like oh yeah but like that's like the only things I remember from the actual presenters themselves. Yeah, if they if they were trying to be trendy, they would have gotten Andrew Garfield and the Chicken Shop Girl to present because they really I would have paid up. such good money to see that. Like I, I that's find so them funny. so mesmerizing, and it's just like give the people what they want. Like didn't that's Andrew, my dream Perry. Didn't Andrew present with uh, Florence Pugh though? Yeah, because they're in a that movie together. Beautiful. Yeah, they're coming I do out. love that. Oh, they're and Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan were together. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they have a cute who friendship. was Pedro with? I was really not paying attention because I was only looking at him. I can, yeah, exactly. I can picture him. I want to say it was beautiful. like freaking Lady Gaga or something weird. <laughs> you know what else I noticed? What? Is just how many, and you know, who knows, chicken or the egg situation, but there were so many Disney stars doing the presenting. That it's just like, oh yeah, this is an ABC show. Like ABC is owned by Disney. Like this feels more and more like kind of mm. slimy, nepotistic. Especially the most weird part of it to me was when they had a whole bit, this whole setup to share the Little Mermaid trailer. <laughs> I did not understand that. I felt yeah. angry. I was mad. I was like, you guys already have a huge platform. Why do you need to take two minutes out of this already long show to like do this? And it felt so like self-serving because they are the monopoly of the of the evening. Yeah, I thought that was kind of odd. <laughs> I was like, like they walked out and I was like, oh, look, it's Halle Bailey. Yeah. And it's Melissa McCarthy. And I was like, mom, it's you. <laughs> and me. What? You're like, it's us. You're like, I'm just as stylish and cool as Hallie. No, mom looks like Melissa. You yeah, know this. Yeah, I know. Um, and then I was like, and then I like paused, and it took me a second. And I was like, oh, they're in the Little Mermaid together. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Instantly. another second, and the trailer started, and I was like, what so is freaking going weird? On? It was so weird to me. I don't. I'm. There must be precedent for it that I'm just not remembering. But it was like. What is this? And I was like, you know, my E for equality brain was like, and where's the trailer for the A24 film? Like, <laughs> like, why are we doing this? Like, it's just so like. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I've seen trailers before during the Oscars, but also I cannot remember. Like, I they had to have been during the commercials. And yeah, just exactly. Been my brain. It's like they could have just shoved it in for a commercial, but instead they like set up an entire introduction to it, and it's like. I'm glad they they know how to promote some movies that star people of color, <clears throat> but um, it's also like this is annoying coming at this night for the you know like it just felt like they could have done something with that time to honor the movies that were actually on the table, but I don't know. It, it's yeah. also like I find it physically painful to. <laughs> to watch that trailer because I think the fish looks so bad and it really hurts my heart like I just I don't have faith in it one because <laughs> Melissa McCarthy and two because Disney animation live action like a history is not is not has not 
has not brought it for me, you know? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to eat that up. Have you heard of a little person named, you know what, Halle Bailey? Yeah, I'm going to watch it for her. And the the boy (laughs) Prince Eric in it. Who, I did plays, not recognize him at all. Oh, he plays Laurie in the um, PBS master masterpiece. I don't know PBS PBS one of uh, Little Women from 2017. <laughs> you got to go into the archives for that one. No, it's on that. like Amazon Prime. It has like Maya Hawk in it. You'd really like it. It's good. <laughs> okay, okay, I believe you. Okay, Maya Hawk in it. I really don't remember this at all. 2017. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Here's my other thing with it is it's so like hard to see the night scenes and I don't know I don't know why they do that to themselves but I'm hopeful I really am I just wish I don't trust Melissa McCarthy in it that's mainly what's holding me back hmm. and the whole we'll storyline isn't like it for me but it's like I don't know I just I think I'll always hold a candle to the Cinderella live action with Lily James and yeah you loved that one I, I loved remember. it beautiful it like modernized it but still like kept the romanticism it was like its own thing but also honored the I don't know I just it's hard when it becomes this like carbon copy of the animated film but then doesn't do it better so it's sort of like what are we doing here this is so reminiscent of our last podcast I know (laughs) I'm gonna say the same thing I said then you love Cinderella because you're used to seeing Cinderella in different ways (laughs) You're used to seeing it because Cinderella is the tales all the time. You love Ever After. But I know, but why can't but, they do that with Little Mermaid? Exactly. I mean, they, but how many versions of Cinderella are there that are bad? There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> how many so versions you're saying of, this is the Little Mermaid and it gets to be bad. I'm saying it that, like, not every movie has to be good. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Okay, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna find a job easy. I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it will probably be bad. <laughs> um, one highlight of the show for me was the um, not to not to performance. Oh yes. Did you watch Triple um, R? Yes, I did. Oh okay, okay, Come that's on. good. But I wish <laughs> it was. It was good. I wish they were there in it. Uh, I wish they were in it as well. And then also, I don't know, (laughs) I get a lot of information from TikTok, so I don't know how (laughs) real this is, (laughs) Okay, but I heard that there are no, like, actual South Asians in it. Is that true? In Triple R? No, in the Oscars performance. Honestly, I don't know. I know I recognized one of the TikTok dancers in it, and he's... (laughs) I knew Alex Wong was in there. I saw Alex Wong, but... Is there he the TikTok dancer you're talking people. about? Yeah, yeah. He's That's not a TikTok d- dancer. Well, I know he's a. I know he's a famous dancer. He was also. You think he can dance when no, I was like I know, five? I know. I know. Okay. I don't know why you're getting so defensive. Okay. I'm sorry. I love that show. Okay. <laughs> I love The Greatest Showman, and he's in that. So he is. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I recognize his game. Um, but I'm just saying that I. I guess he's the only one I recognized, and um, he's he's. Anyways, it doesn't matter. He's on TikTok. That's just a fact of life. <laughs> no, you're right. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring it up if you knew anything. But if you don't, you can move I past don't. it. If any listeners know anything, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Email Shelby personally, yeah. please. <laughs> please. 
please do. Um, I also really liked the um, – I don't remember who it was, but someone won an award and was like, it's this guy's birthday, so we're going to sing happy birthday to him. The way that I cried so hard. <laughs> you do not – I was sobbing. I was sobbing. I loved that so much. I was that is my be real. If you saw my be real that day, I was crying in it, and it was because of that. You know what, Marin? Did I ever tell you that when I was eight years old, I went to Disney World? Like it was my first time at any Disney experience, and my whole family went to Disney World. And it was my birthday. It just so happened to be that was the week we went, and we were at Epcot on the like water. Have you ever been to Disney World or just Disneyland? No, I've never been to Disney World. Okay, so we were at Epcot and the boat driver like got on a speaker, a megaphone and was like, hey, it's Shelby's birthday. We're all going to sing happy birthday to her. And it was like during the fireworks show at the Epcot Center. And so the whole like Epcot Center, everyone watching the parade and the fireworks show sang happy birthday to me. And I <sighs> wanted to die. I <laughs> I think that's where my anxiety came from. I was like, no. <laughs> That sounds so magical. It's too much. I would hate it. I would hate it. So I get it. I get it. (laughs) But he seemed to be very receptive of this public song fest, and I was happy for him. It was very sweet. It was very sweet. Yeah, I was sobbing. It was, oh, it was best live action short. Oh, best live action short. Sorry. I know you asked that, but I, and I had the answer. I just didn't answer. Yeah, no, it's okay. It it paid off now. So. Uh, well, should we get into the the awards themselves? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Okay. I um, I don't know how you want to do it. <laughs> I don't know either because I was going to say they go through them so randomly at the at the show. It's like they lure us in with the supporting actors, and then they're like, "Here's all the other smaller awards," and then they're like, "Boom, big ones." I don't know. Do you have highlight reels aside from the major six categories? Um. Like, for instance, it was, like, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio one, and that's, like, whatever, happy for him. That's great. But I was freaking, oh, my gosh. Like, I walked into the room. This was, like, two hours in. I was feeling a little little bummed, a little, like, worn out. I'd seen a lot of All Quiet on the Western Front wins at this point, and it came to Best Adapted Screenplay. And I am obsessed with women talking. I I I can't stop talking about it. Um... And when I they were talking about it, I was like, yeah, Rob, this is going to make me mad because I know it should go to her, but it's going to go to freaking – I don't even remember who was up for it, like Top Gun or – It was. <laughs> sorry. I, I have it up. Um, it was All Quiet. Oh, yeah. I was like, it's onion, All Quiet on the Western Front is going to get it and I'm going to be mad about and it. Top Gun. And then Women Talking won, and I literally was like – I was so high on life. I finally had a reason to live again. <laughs> <laughs> it was a true highlight for me. I really, I was, I was happy that. that one for you. I thought of you, and I was Thank like, you. Oh, Shelby must be so happy. I, uh, I don't know. I guess, what are we? Okay, yeah. When original screenplay came on, yes. I was really not. I wanted it to go to the Daniels. Uh, I wasn't sure that it would. Yeah. Um, and I was very like, I, I was like. Same kind of deal. I was yeah. very, very, like, very warmed. My heart was warmed. <laughs> I don't know the words. I'm sorry. <laughs> Charmed. Um, no. That's a but, perfect word. And, like, Daniel Daniel Kwan. And yeah. I just loved everything he had to say. It made yeah. me cry. 
I'm a big crier at these. <laughs> I just love when people get their dreams and I know I get validated in their like things. And when he said he had the imposter syndrome, that that was so yeah. real. I was like, "You're so real for that, Daniel." <laughs> like, because that was so the, like, sweet, one of, that was one of their first awards, right? Of the night. yeah, because yeah. they didn't. Sorry, I mean they won like the bigger ones. Yeah, but they were all no, near the end kind yeah. of vibe. Um, so I was really happy that he won. Yeah. Or that they won. And um, everything he said was just very, very sweet to me. And I was just mm-hmm. very, that was very, that was a great time. It was good. And I think that also highlights like why watching Everything Everywhere Sweep was like pleasant. It was because it was like this little film that could, like no one thought it would matter. Like no one had heard about it when it first premiered and it just built by word of mouth and then it's just you know a movie coming out in february and lasting this long to not only win best picture but to like sweep the oscars i think is pretty rare and so it was nice that it was just this little film that you know these two dudes wrote (laughs) they you know became famous for their like turn down for what music video just making quirky art five editors were involved in this really complex editing story and I just think that was so enjoyable was that it was these newbies to the industry it wasn't these titans like Steven Spielberg winning their upteenth award or whatever it is it was nice that you could see the enthusiasm still in their eyes like they were still believers in the yeah it was it was great to see and uh while we're on this topic the editing the editing award going to them was great too because I I was I kind of thought it might go I think it was I really wanted to go to them, but yeah. I could also see, like, the old people mm-hmm. <laughs> voting for, like, Top Gun or something. Yeah. Because um, I think that was on the thing. Where mm-hmm. is it? it yeah, was. yeah, Top Gun. Um, and I was just like, it might. And Elvis also was something that, like, I could see the editing going to. But, like, the editing in that film was insane. Yeah. And the VFX in that film were insane. And, like you said, they only had, like, five VFX artists or whatever. Yeah. And that it was I was just so happy that it went to him and then he was like this is my second film and I was I like <laughs> I'm gonna cry <laughs> for you that's amazing yeah and then like I don't know if you watch like the ones after or whatever yeah, I saw his did you see Loved his it. yeah yes. it was so I I really liked what he said um about he was just like very humble and he's like yes I'm a, like like things like this happen for people like me and I think we need to be mindful of who we're training and like whatever mm-hmm. and um I just thought that was really sweet like mentoring the next people because yeah. he wants to keep it going kind of thing and um I just I was very endeared toward him mm-hmm. when he won as well yeah they just seem like it was this small crew like small story like no one got into it thinking this is going to be my prestigious award-winning vehicle and so it seems like they all like each other they all know each other they all respect each other and so that's like fun to watch too Mm -hmm. it's not like watching Aubrey Plaza get elbowed in the face and pushed around by her white lotus (laughs) co-stars at the SAG awards or whatever it's there's a lot more happy energy amongst them that it always feels good to see yeah Um, for sure but yeah, it was interesting because I feel like usually those the when there's a heavy hitter like Parasite, it seems like they want to give the smaller awards to the other films they want to celebrate that year. So I expected like something like The Banshees of Inishirin to take, you know, one of these small ones, but it became pretty clear as the night went on that 
the academy was split straight down the middle with being obsessed with All Quiet on the Western Front, which I saw and I really, really thought it was a powerful, beautiful film that was very anti-war and I love that for it. Um, <laughs> but I also was surprised that, you know, Banshees of Inisherin, Tar, even Elvis were movies that a lot of people were talking about as being like in the race. Oh my gosh, could they win it? And then they got absolutely nothing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of it was such a weird kind of thing, but I mean Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird, but it was cool. Yeah. Um real question, do you think that Puss in Boots should have won? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I I feel like Puss in Boots is riding this wave that was established by more trendsetters like um, across the spider verse, into the spider verse, and even the Mitchells versus the Machines. So for me, the design of the film wasn't as interesting or original, and so I can see why Guillermo's del Toro's Pinocchio won. I yeah. personally probably would have rooted for Turning Red over any of them. Boots. Don't you love Mar- Marcel the Shell? Oh, I do love Marcel the Shell, but that seemed like such a stretch to call it an animated film. Like, I know it is, <laughs> but it's like they're still operating in like a real world human kind set. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like hard for me to like pretend it took the same skill, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I uh, wasn't asking that for any reason. I, I think <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny because I know that you weren't as blown away by it. I know. I feel bad. Like, it wasn't like, like, I don't, I operate on a baseline where I'm like, not that into animated films. So it has to be like something that's like, blows my mind emotionally or visually or both. And so that was just like, fine to me. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, I'm glad people love it and that it did better than any, you know, it was better than its predecessors. (laughs) I can recognize that. Keep Shrek 2 out of your mouth. (laughs) Keep my wife's name. <laughs> um, yeah. Shrek Two is amazing and a perfect yeah. movie. And uh, oh wow, yeah, perfect! I just oh yeah. Have you? <laughs> yeah, um, I stand by him. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking at the other, the smaller yeah. ones, and really the only surprise was, um, uh, the whale broke through in one makeup and hairstyling. Blah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. I thought it was going to go to Black Panther. <sighs> no, they love a fat suit. That's like, it's like, oh, we did so much work to make this fat suit so realistic. It's like, well, why are you doing that? It's like, why are we doing that? What's the point? I hated that movie. It seems so regressive and awful, but I do love Brendan Fraser, so we'll talk about that later. I couldn't watch that movie, but we'll talk about that later, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Black Panther did win costume design, which was deserved. And That was a good moment. Yeah. I really – I like Ruth Carter. She's yeah. amazing. Well, And so. she's like the only woman – the only black person in the history of the Oscars to win two awards. Is that right? Um, I don't know why you asked me that question. Um, I thought you would have seen it on TikTok or something. I'm just if asking I... for verification. I don't know. As someone who's co-hosting this episode, I thought you would carry um... the fact-checking with me. Um... I don't have I don't have the ability to fact-check that at the present. 
I think that's true, and I stand by it. Okay. Um, so we're happy. I think for that's her. awesome, and yeah. I really do. I appreciate, and I appreciate, I appreciated her speech last time, and I appreciated yeah. her speech this time too. Yeah. So I really do, and she always looks gorgeous, and she's super cool. So and they were awesome costumes, and when you're going against something yeah. like Elvis, that's just copy and pasting costume, like you know, classic looks. Or Miss Harris Goes to Paris, which is just a very specific look. It clearly is the winner. And the only thing that I could have seen trumping it would be Everything Everywhere because they did so many weird different looks. But I think Black Panther undeniably had the more artistic like vision for costuming specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see that for sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, then we got into the um, supporting actor. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Hold oh, yeah. up. Sorry, RRR winning song. Amazing. Oh, yeah. It was good. Ugh. Loved, loved it. I know. Loved it, and I loved the speech. He did a, it. It was just, a really good speech. It was very good. And that's all. Sorry. Yeah, no, I just, agree. I before. Honestly, if people still haven't seen that movie, they should, because there was so much joy in that movie, even with its own, like, ridiculous and even heavy, like, story it was holding. It's still, like, such a pleasant viewing experience like it was just like delightful we watched the music performance and we're like we want to watch this movie again love it okay but then we did supporting actor which um to no one's surprise and really kicked the show off on a very nice note um went to kihu kwan for everything everywhere all at once and it was so he's just like i seems like good people (laughs) that like he that part where they like put all of their like pictures together yeah. on the screen. He was like crying before his I name know. was announced and subsequently I was sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> because like he was just so happy to be there and I was I like you're I'm going to cry and I was sobbing and then when Ariana DeBose's like voice cracked oh, yeah. when she announced it I was also like that's so sweet and oh, I yeah. was just like so like that was just such a good moment and it really it really did kick stuff off right I know and it's like he's seems so sweet it's he has this like you know sad story not only with his like early childhood and being this refugee but also like feeling like he didn't have a place in Hollywood and this was his dream and he gave it up, but then he came back for it and this is what happened. It was just so beautiful. I loved it. Um, Good for him. It was Um, so good. And his speech was so good and his whole, like, don't give up on your dreams. I was like, I'm not. I was like, I won't just for you. I don't even know what my dreams are. (laughs) Yeah. Um. The disappointing side of that coin was supporting actress, which, you know, this was up in the air. You have you have you have a big lineup here. Supporting actress was a tough category. Um, Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Gondon for Banshees of Inishirin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and she and and then Stephanie Hsu as well. Um and Stephanie Hsu. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Angela Bassett had sort of been switching who won what other awards throughout the season. Mm -hmm. And this was a tough one because I, listen, you know, Jamie Lee, she's all of us. Like, I get it, right? Like, I I appreciate the love there. (laughs) And I do, like, think she brought something to the film. But what I appreciated in the film is that she was a step back from every other character. 
And it really allowed this Asian family and this uh, queer daughter to kind of like, you know, own the show. And mm-hmm. Stephanie Hsu was so good in it. And she's never done anything. And she's so good in it. And it's like, yes, it's an honor to be nominated. Yes, they like nominate her. But to pretend that Jamie Lee Curtis was the one leading, like giving more in that film is just kind of like something to wrestle with, I think. Um, no, for sure. And I think it comes back to that, like, a lot of uh, Oscars are kind of legacy Oscars where they want to, like, award someone not just for their moment of work here, but, like, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, he's been nominated so much. Let's give him this one. And it's just, like, I don't know if this was the right one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd probably agree with – I mean, Stephanie Hsu was, like, probably, like – like, it's – it was almost surprising. I mean – I knew they wouldn't have, like, put her up for main actress. Right. Right? But, like, it was su- almost surprising to me that she wasn't. Like, she was in the yeah. movie so much, and she really, really added to the emotional, like, impact of that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it was vi- – like, it it relied on her in yeah. a lot of ways. And I think it's, like, something that should be acknowledged. And I love Jamie Lee Curtis as much as the next girl. Like, she's great. We yeah. love her. Yeah. Um, but I think like that's something that I, I don't know that that will yeah sit right in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, like, she's young and hopefully this is enough to like propel her to the next, you know. Uh, yeah. And I think additionally, like if we were to give a legacy Oscar, not that mm. I Angela Bassett did phenomenally in Black yeah. Panther. Like I can't I can't deny that. Obviously, she's amazing. And yeah. that's why I I thought it was going to go to her, honestly, yeah. because, like, I think I, like, marked it on the paper, mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah, she's did. phenomenal. And that movie, her performance, really, like, she was a lot of the emotional crux of that film. Um, yeah. And so I thought, like... her, like... You could watch, like, even... You can rewatch it and, like, see the split screen where they show all the nominees. And you can see her disappointment already on her face before they announce it because she's a black woman who's been in this industry for decades she knows like disappointment is usually what she's met with like as far Mm -hmm. as these this recognition goes and I think it was like it's bittersweet like I don't think it's her being like how dare Jamie Lee win it's more this is the this is the culture I'm dealing with like I have to be I had to give so much more to get something. And I think it's hard for people to acknowledge that when it's she's up against Jamie Lee Curtis, who also is sort of this like titan of the industry who hasn't had, um, you know, success as far as like awards go. And so people are like, well, she should have just been a better sport. She should have been happy for her. But it's like, I don't know, coming off the wave of like racist microaggression anonymous ballots and like the way people talk about even the way people are you know kind of tone policing her reaction to it it's like clear that we expect black women to just be strong and grin and bear it and it's like well I think she's being honest and if it it was kind of this toss-up between giving people who deserve it an Oscar for much more than just what they put on the table in that scene but to your point Black Panther might not have been as strong a film, but she was a stronger performance within that compared to what Jamie Lee does in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Because yeah, I would definitely, definitely agree. Yeah, and honestly, 
yeah, it just felt like one of those things where it's like, <laughs> it's like that SNL skit from a few years ago where oh, they yeah. like give the white, they give the Oscar to the white person in a black film. And that's kind of like what it felt yeah. there where it's like, like Jamie Lee Curtis did good and she was an interesting character and it was a nice little extra foil in the film. But it's almost like I could have seen a universe where Jenny Slate got best supporting actress for her bit role in that too. Like it just felt like this weird, like, let's give it to her, you know, like way to show up, Jamie Lee. You're an, <laughs> you're an yeah. ally. Yeah. So I, I think, th- yeah, that's an interesting phenomenon. And again, like to be clear, I really do think Angela Bassett like was phenomenal yeah. in that. Um, but if like, if some people considered it like a legacy win, it confuses me mm-hmm. as to why we give Jamie, who's never even been nominated mm-hmm. before, the legacy win over someone who has been a titan in dramatic like movies for a long, long time and things that she's gotten acclaim for before, yeah. I guess. Totally. I that agree. makes sense. Not that I don't love Jamie. Everyone, I love no, Jamie. No, no, yeah. <laughs> this is not a Jamie-hating podcast. Um, <laughs> More that we need to be better as an as a society um but the other uh happy ending for legacy star is obviously michelle yo winning best actress that was love her yeah the only only potential person to like take that from her was kate blanchett but i think that even that would have been a shock because everyone was geared up to just celebrate her and what she accomplished in this film and it was great she gave a great speech she's so sweet she seems like it meant a lot to her as it should really though like it was it was great yeah I do I do love her and that film is just phenomenal she's great in everything I've seen her in like very very well deserved I know every time I see her I just want to watch Crazy Rich Asians again (laughs) I love that movie it's so good good. (laughs) where's the sequel like where is that yeah where where is that I don't understand was it uh John Chu yeah John Chu where is it thank you (laughs) In the um, Heights. I guess he did in the Heights, so it's okay. Yeah. I love that too. So it's yeah, okay. He's, he's and he's doing Wicked, so it's like okay. No, I'd rather have Crazy Rich Asians too than Wicked, if I'm being okay. honest. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I'll send him a letter. But Cynthia Revo's in Wicked, so like, yeah, I don't but know. But Ariana Grande is too, and you know, but it's like... Uh, we know Alphabet Kings. And it's it. two movies, okay? You can't make me oh, sit through no. two movies. You I can't. thought it was two. Wait, no. <laughs> It's definitely it's okay. Too. I love Wicked. It's okay. <laughs> I hope you love it enough to wait two years for it. Probably. Um, <laughs> waited then, this long. Then the um, opposing uh, ending was Best Actor going to Brendan Fraser. Which, you know, to yeah. your insistence that you love Jamie Lee Curtis, I love Brendan Fraser. I love yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. He was my sexual awakening. Like, I think The Mummy is honestly one of the most perfect films ever made. A uh, lot to do with him, his charm, his swagger. Love it. I'm, I'm, I, I love that he's having this renaissance. I love... <laughs> I'm sorry I'm talking over you. No, it's I okay. Go. I need to share my love for this no, man. No, I love, I love that you love him. And I, feel, I think what I was going to say was going to probably make you sad. <laughs> Have you not seen The Mummy? No. Oh no. Marin, <laughs> next time we're in the same the same vicinity, I'm sitting you down and we're watching it. I don't care Is if it's Brennan on my phone. Is Brennan Frazier in George of the Jungle? Yes, yeah. That's the only movie I've seen with him. Also a good one. But it you're missing good, out. Yes. You're missing out. Oh. I love it. I love it a lot. 
So yeah, no, that's that's a huge like that's the thing is his story is also a sad one where he was abused by a yeah. producer or something and got blacklisted. No one believed him, and then he just like couldn't get a job, and that's very sad. He dealt yeah, with a lot horrible. of like all sorts of sad stuff. He finally started to have the slow comeback, and he just seems so like earnest and hopeful and nice. And he has a lot in common that way with Ki Hu Kwan. And so I like their little friendship that they've had over this like award season. Um, and I mean, to Jimmy's point, they were in Encino Man together. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> but I hate the whale. I really do. And I wish even I, – I think I could have forgiven him more if he didn't mention that movie as much as he did in his speech. <laughs> like if he had just been like, I'm so grateful. Like I'm so happy to be back. Like I love making movies, blah, 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 blah. But he was like, thank you to Darren Aronofsky. Thank you to the whale, the whale, the whale, the whale. We do so much good in the whale. And I'm like, I really think you didn't do any good in the whale. I think this was a harmful movie and I hate that it exists. So I, I couldn't watch it. I I have a friend who looks like exactly like Sadie Sink. Oh, yes, you do. And I just can't. It's like hard to watch. Like Stranger That's Things. That's why you spoiler. couldn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Stranger Things spoiler. At the end of season four, when Max is all like hurt, like it hurts my soul. Like You're just I got she's like my roommate, my friend is, and I like got That's up after so that cool. and made sure she was like okay. <laughs> I thought this was like a moral stand against fat phobia. Oh, but that yeah. too. But like I also like I just can't bring myself to watch it for that reason. Like it just the whole concept of it makes me like too sad. Where like yeah. I don't know that I can make it through it. That's if fair. That makes sense. No, any reason not to watch that movie is a good reason. So thank you. I support. Sorry, that. I just dropped my headphone. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I honestly the only other thing that I loved most from the actor race is um I don't know if you saw this on TikTok, but there were a couple of moments where um Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> ran across like. Um, what's his Austin? face? Austin Butler. They're exes, right? Like they were together for almost yeah. a decade, and they're yeah. Famously, I watched like, the Disney Channel. Each other. I know, and that's <laughs> the thing is, I have a soft spot for Austin Butler. I really do. Um, I see that for you for some reason. I know, I know. He was in Hannah Montana. Okay, but he was in other stuff too. Okay, but he was in Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna see. It- Austin Butler is is a is a handsome man, and I can't I can't be blamed for thinking so. But anyways, there's this moment right. where Vanessa Hudgens realizes she's about to cross paths with Austin Butler, and she looks down at her phone, pretends to scroll, is chomping gum, and just zips past him. No eye contact, no hello, nothing. And you see him, see her, and he kind of stiffens, and it's all very awkward, and I live for that sort of encounter. Absolutely devour it. And he had a tough go this award season. He's slowly been easing out of the Elvis voice, and I think this was a moment where he needed to be humbled, and I'm glad that he was. So, yeah, in more ways than one. Um, then you get the best director, which went to. Oh wait, hold on, hold oh, on, yeah. hold on. I'm sorry. Um, oh wait. The only thing is yeah. that when they announced it, uh, Austin Butler, he was holding. Oh yeah. Uh, Angela Bassett's hand, and I, I like was, 
I was like, wow, now I help you win. Like, anything <laughs> Angela Bassett does, like, whatever. I yeah. say yes. And that's yeah, all. Well, that's yeah. all. Did I, I have kind of, I don't really like Elvis, uh, yeah. like, as a person. Like, I, I was oh, very trash. uninterested yeah. in his, like, movie because of it. Yeah. Um, Austin did a good job because he was very Elvis. Yeah. Um, Thank you for saying that. But again, I was very, like, disinterested in this movie just because yeah. of that. That no, same friend who looks like Sadie Sink made me watch it. Shout out to <laughs> Amy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, very anyway. weird, very weird lens from Tom Hanks. I think if they'd cut him, it would have been a better movie. I think, um, yeah, I think that really hurt the narrative structure yeah. of the whole thing. And yeah, uh, they definitely uh, polished up some of the more yucky sides of Elvis, including his relationship with Priscilla. A 14-year-old? Yeah, yeah. we hate that. Um, <laughs> they don't talk about it in the movie, though, so it Yeah, and they make life. her look like she's like 19 or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, directing went to everything everywhere all at once, as we said. So heartwarming. So good. I really thought it was going to go to Spielberg. I thought it was going to be another legacy. I thought it might have um, gone to Tar because people love Tar and they're like, oh, Todd Phillips Hills. Hmm. But I'm glad it didn't. I see it. that. I see that. Um, um, but I just thought it was going to go to Spielberg. Yeah. Legacy. Which you would have hated because you absolutely despise that's that. That's so extreme. <laughs> I don't hate the Fablemans. You to think Steven Spielberg is overrated? And no, I love. Se- you Indiana would never Jones? work with him. Oh my at gosh! <laughs> I love. I love Steven- Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. Be- no, Jaws, beautiful movie, amazing. <laughs> love them. Yeah. And the Fableman was beautiful. Fableman, the Fablemans <laughs> was beautiful yeah. too. Yeah. No, I, just, I, I, I know, I know. We had an off, we had an off air discussion, and I'm just teasing you a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just embarrassed by how much I liked it because I really didn't expect to. Because of you liked it a lot. I did. I, I, it was there was something like, yeah, I did. <laughs> cool. I, I mean, like, I liked it too. I feel like similar to things like there's just something magical about watching movies get made and like the weird. Especially at that era where he was like literally cutting and pasting like film reels together. I found that like beginning half of the movie so interesting and like figuring out how to make a gunshot look real, like all that sort yeah. of stuff. I was like, whoa. So, sure. and it was a nice like homage to so many things that he's done and kind of created, mm-hmm. like from the shots he uses and stuff, that it felt like less like, look at my life, isn't it interesting? And more like, let me sit in my feelings and kind of work out how I am the way I am and if this is good or bad. And I felt like that was more interesting than just like a self-congratulatory, like the way yeah. it could have gone for me. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It wasn't like a straight biopic. Like she yeah. didn't say, Oh, this is about me. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to name my main character, Steven. <laughs> And my mom's going to, and the last name is, it's going to be about the Spielbergs. Yeah. Like, I liked that. And I, there are parts of the movie that I really, really liked. And it was beautifully shot. Yes. There's no question about yeah. that. The ending shot was also great. Anyway, point is, I thought he was going to win. Yeah. Um, but he didn't. And uh, the Daniels took it home yet again with Best Picture. No surprises. Everything, everywhere, all at once. The little movie that could. So good. I know. When Harrison Ford announced oh. it, and Kay, like, Kay Kwan ran up. Yeah. 
That was really sweet. <laughs> I was like sobbing. But... I know. And I love everything. Again, everything that Daniel said when they got the director one. Also amazing. When he talked, when Daniel, I think it was the second time when he talked about his uh, immigrant mm-hmm. um, parents, I was so crying. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. And the other Daniel saying like, Thank you to his parents for supporting him, even when he was weird, even when he was dressing in drag, which is not a threat to anyone. And it's like, yes. So valid. Yes. Thank you, Daniel. And I don't know who gave the speech for the final one. Was that like a producer or something? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's like, get away from here. I don't need to hear from you. (laughs) I don't know who you are. So you wrote a paycheck, like whatever. No, that's not I'm okay. I'm just joking. Okay. We're not gonna get just joking. <laughs> <laughs> just ribbing you. Um, I was happy for him, happy for them all. Um, they have a new movie coming out. Like the four actors in it, I think, are all in this Disney Plus movie that's coming out. Oh, nice. I don't know why what it is, but congrats to them. Yeah, um, that's great. And yeah, that's the 2023 Oscars. It wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All in all. I was very, very pleased with it. Um, I want to say RRR was your favorite musical number. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. No too, question. Just to be clear. I just wanted to talk about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I honestly did not remember that song from Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I don't know what was going on, but it didn't feel like it I was think going well. All of the other songs were in the credits. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so. for sure. I also found it hilarious that Lady Gaga <laughs> was like, look at me. I'm bare-faced and I have acne and I'm wearing ripped jeans and I'm just one of the people. Even though 30 minutes prior to that, she'd been full glam on the red carpet and like just like done up in the most elaborate makeup. You know, more power to her, but it's like you, you, you're not one of us. You know, like you're not... <laughs> I was very taken aback. I was very, like, surprised. It just felt not the... I, I was very just, like... It was jarring. Yeah. Like, it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, I didn't I know guess. what point she was trying to make, except that she was like, we all sit in our closet sometimes and write sad songs. And it's like, okay, maybe. I don't know. Not relatable yeah. to me, but she's a great singer. And um, Yeah, she is great. Always fun to see her. Um, But anyways, thanks so much for joining me on this. Uh, you know, I have a slacking co-host just traipsing around the world. Um, Matt. Also, <laughs> I would like to say that if this went well, I might, I mean, oh, we yeah, might live in the same place. Right, um, right. <laughs> we might, we might have wrong a better continue. time. <laughs> because you're wrong, you can continue, but maybe with a, a different host with an, yeah. with an M name. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. It's pretty easy. I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's good. I'll I'll set up a poll, an anonymous voting, and um, we'll see who wins my VP <laughs> role in the summer. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I mean, um, as, as fair as it can get, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Marin, is there anywhere that you'd like people to find you? I don't know. Are you making TikTok? and making content? Are you... Um. You want if you real? know me in real life, don't follow me on TikTok. <laughs> but if you don't know me, please okay. do. Yeah, um, <laughs> you gotta give us your handle. Uh, I oh, I think it's just Marin Polo. Oh, perfect. Um, and <laughs> a lot of mine are just my first and last name because it works out that way. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, find me on Instagram, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm again at Marin Polo. Yeah, 
And when um, you win an Oscar in two to three years, we'll be able to say that we found we we knew you first. So thank you. Two, two or three. Two uh, or three okay. Years tops. <laughs> yeah tops you know you know yeah. how it is um <laughs> you're graduating this year right so that's like you gotta get into it yeah you're um, right I need to make a full movie this yeah. year and edit it and make it eligible for next, next you can Oscars. do it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, anyway but thank you for joining no me. but you guys yeah yeah follow me on Instagram if you want yeah no, it's a great follow in the future I'll have like more stuff of like sets and makeups and just fun things yeah. so if that interests you that'll probably be up there at some point yeah plus she's like related to me so she's like awesome or whatever <laughs> we influence yep. each other that way <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways always a pleasure I'm sure we'll have you on in the next couple years to talk about you know what you can come back for Little Mermaid how about that that, yeah because <laughs> i get the sense that you're a you're a stan of melissa mccarthy so she looks like my mom what can Beyonce, i say right yeah <laughs> okay but until <laughs> then uh you can find us at psu wrong on instagram send us an email at psu wrong at gmail.com matthew should be back from vacation in the next week or so but next week i'll be having another special guest to talk about we haven't decided yet, but <laughs> the last of us, which would be would be a fun discussion. But until then, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.